0: Alright, Friday man. Here so we go, casual. here we go. We're all dressed formally though, except for Harrison. Harrison the only guy that pulled it anyway. He looks like yeah. <laughs> what? If you, guys,
1: if you guys haven't figured it out. I wear the same thing every <laughs> day. Yeah, day. <laughs> My yeah, guy's a Lulu Lemonsman.
0: What is up everybody and welcome into the DNBA show. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Big game against the Knicks tonight. Let's go. Uh you're late to that one. That no. one happened last night. We no. will give some hangover takes. I can't wait to hear what D-line thought about that game. I only heard him for the entirety of the game in real time. Maybe he's hungover <laughs> today. Well, that's actually
2: not true. You only heard me for a very small portion of that. I went downstairs to eat You know what? We'll save it. We'll save it for the
0: show. <laughs> uh, we're also going to do a little check-in on the West. And then what do you know? Jokic and bead 2 tomorrow. Does it have the same you know, emphasis? Are we as excited for it? Are we nervous now? Are we more nervous? What does it mean? Will Jokic even play? All of that and more today on the show to help me out. I got him. The man, the myth, the legend,
3: Marty Stopper in the house. Yeah. Three ducks today. I caught three ducks today.
0: If anybody in the chat catches that reference, let me Nobody know. Nobody knows. does. Nobody no one does. One
2: knows who Marty Stauffer is.
3: And
0: over here, Al Borland. Right
2: that's right. That's a. Uh Home Improvement Joke. Um, What's up, guys? Glad glad to be here. Um, Just so everyone understands, in order to understand the intro to the show, you have to be listening to five minutes before the show to know what we're talking about, because Adam makes private jokes public. He does do that a lot.
0: I am never concerned with whether or not someone gets the joke. That's the Uh, thing. And then over
1: here, Harrison (laughs) Wins. I'm very lost right now. I... (laughs) I have zero idea where <laughs> any of these references are coming from.
0: You're such a spring chicken. Sometimes I don't always <laughs> I don't always remember that. You know, yeah.
1: so youthful. I was that sheltered as a child. <laughs> sheltered. As no a child. cable TV no. until high no, school. No, this
0: is the thing. It was PBS. Wild America was PBS. You didn't even have because I didn't have cable I either. I did get
1: PBS for sure. Tell me. I don't remember Wild America. You were too busy watching garbage shows. That's day. so true, man. You, Wild America. I know Arthur, such a garbage you, show. So you were, but the, you
2: were born like you were definitely watching like. Jerry Springer, things like that. They're available over uh, the antenna, (laughs) which has led you into your trash TV adulthood. so you that's watch actually
0: true. That's <laughs> actually <laughs> we can follow
2: those. He, he was
0: talking about a lot of Bravo shows and yeah. things he's into. No, I'm telling Jerry you Springer. guys, uh, Wild America was a phenomenal show back in the day. Do you guys, you know how I always know so much about
1: animals? Yeah, I do know that about you. You, you're an, an encyclopedia.
0: Did you guys see last night what happened to me? The, the owl. owl. Yeah,
1: yeah, I did see that.
0: Well, because I, I didn't see if you guys liked, there wasn't a like from the guys. So I, didn't, I,
3: I thought maybe you didn't see it. <laughs> I, I didn't like it. <laughs> I, I, I like just saw it. it. <laughs> I
0: liked it, my guy over here. There was an owl on the roof. He sits there a lot. Uh, he was really hollering last night. Um, guys, the Nuggets <laughs> lost to the Knicks yesterday in what was a total ass-whooping. That that's the biggest loss of the year, isn't it? Yeah. It's the worst loss of the year. It's yeah. probably the worst loss not, in a while. Not like
1: the worst loss. It was the worst they've looked in a loss. Yeah. And I it's like funny
0: that. to me because, it, you know, we were talking about this earlier, but it wasn't like that big of a deal. You know, like I wasn't that bothered by it, which is kind of funny. Um, why some games you're more bothered by than others. It just felt like the Knicks brought more energy. But we didn't have D-Line on the post-game show. We always like to do a little hangover take. Scale A little hangover there. Um, now that we have Alan back,
2: what was your big takeaway? Uh, <laughs> you're take definitely Alan. I hate that I made that graphic. Like, there's nobody <laughs> else that could be Alan. Just, to, just so you understand how selfless I am in these pursuits. I, I so put myself selfless, in that dude. situation. It's so true, dude. Um, my hangover take, so it just why none of us including myself uh are very upset about the ramifications of that game is because it didn't mean anything it was an eastern conference uh opponent it has very little uh, impact on the ultimate standings we saw what the nuggets can be when they are at their apex and frankly they were (laughs) literally hungover. they were like at the end of the game when they showed mpj on the bench and he was like yawning because he was tight, ty- I was like, "These what are these guys doing, man? Like, they're young guys. They had an extra night in New York. Um, it meant something to the Knicks, or you yeah. know, and, and it didn't mean anything to the Nuggets. Clearly, they came out with the most fraudulent effort. No one could hit anything, except of course Nikola Jokic, who is a consummate professional because he actually views this for better or worse as a job." <laughs> and and somehow of the, it makes it more focused.
1: Somehow like job. he
2: just showed up to actually do his job. Nobody else showed up for work. Yeah. Jokic got his eye gouged out and still dropped 31 and hit every shot after he got hit in the eye. It made me even more somehow impressed with Nikola Jokic and it made me just it reminded me that no lessons were learned last year <laughs> except for the worst possible lesson that yeah. is not they don't care about the regular season they do at times but not every time and that is what it is to be an nba fan sometimes uh it just you just get served a healthy dose of reality that you are reliant on other people for your happiness and sometimes they don't care
0: when d- <laughs> Malone always says, Yoke's more of a lead-by-example kind of guy. He sets the example of other follows. But to D-Line's point, Yoke brings it every night. He's pretty consistent. Not the case of many of the other guys, including last night. So is that a limitation of the the lead-by-example? Nobody's following the example sometimes.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you're a lead-by-example type guy, you can definitely lead. And then it's kind of up to everybody else to follow. Like, that's on everybody else. Uh, but nobody else followed last night. Maybe except for Peyton Watson. I thought he played a, a yeah. good game.
2: Yeah, I agree. He actually had energy. I, I was like, maybe he couldn't get into the club. I, checked,
1: I, literally, <laughs> <laughs> I, literally, che- I literally
2: checked his age. I was like, he, is he 19? Oh, is that what man. happened? He's 21. <laughs> yeah, he just turned 21. so he's not, It's a good joke, though. It was a good joke. It's it's good. A, it wasn't a joke. A, he literally looked it up it, as it's evidenced annoying, by the yeah. fact that he knows he's 21 now. Yeah, no, it, it was... That was not a joke. I <laughs> I cannot be convinced that the Denver Nuggets did not show up hungover. To they some definitely degree. did. Yeah,
1: they definitely did. Yeah, it was just a pretty pathetic effort by everybody not named Nikola Jokic, though. Like I, on a zero to ten scale, they gave a one effort. One, if that. And and I think the Knicks aided in that. I mean, the Knicks were great, dude. They were absolutely locked in defensively from the opening tip. OG Ananobi took Jamal Murray out of that game early. Michael Porter Jr. wanted no part of it. Never showed up. It was just the Knicks raised the intensity up to a level that the Nuggets just wanted nothing to do with, and that was pretty obvious. The Knicks
0: reminded me, because they just traded OG Ananobi, and they're a good team, they reminded me of the Nuggets in the immediate aftermath of the Aaron Gordon trade, where there was an excitement, there was an energy, and when you say the game didn't matter, it mattered to them. Right. Not, It didn't matter to them any more than it mattered to the Nuggets, actually, but it felt like it mattered to them because they have this vibe going of, man, we're kind of good right now. We're actually sneaky good, and it, it's just when you're good and there's something new, it's exciting. And it's just Denver was, for whatever reason, completely and wholly unprepared, or perhaps they knew, and they were just like, we're going to suck tonight. This is going to suck. But whatever it was, they're... The difference between those two teams in that specific game was ridiculous.
3: Yeah, unless it all sounded like too much cope here, it, I hated watching it. You know, there's a difference between the big picture sort of left where it is, and you're not too worried about things. And like, oh, it was fine. You know, no one's really fine watching the Nuggets mail it in and lose by 40, which I think I saw in the chat. The guys on TNT said is the biggest margin of defeat in the Jokic era. I'm not sure if that's true. I'd have to look that up, but. Uh, you could convince me because like it's it. big enough. Yeah, so no one loves seeing that. But I think there is something to, like, You when a game is that bad, you walk away and you go, okay, do I really think that's who this team is? Absolutely not. Um, right. If they keep rolling out performances like that, you hammer them for it, you know, you start getting concerned. <laughs> but I think you look at this one in the meantime as an outlier of, and hopefully an example of, hey, fellas, like this is
1: what it looks like if we don't bring it. This is what it's going to look like. I don't think the Nuggets learned a lesson. I don't from think that so one. either. No, we, so we've either. already said they. There's no way they can learn any lessons this season. No. <laughs> They, there's no lessons to be learned this year. They Sick. played, they played near I'm sorry the, to this break the news to you guys. There's no more lessons. Dude, they played near know. this
2: level for a month leading into the playoffs yeah. and then they just won the championship yeah. by losing four games. The other thing, the other factor at play is that tomorrow a very big game in our minds is happening and both the Nuggets and the 76ers got blown out last night. The seventy-sixers also lost by like thirty points. Trap game. I don't trap game. Yes, I. They. I mean, I do honestly think that they both of those squads were looking f- past their opponents last night towards this uh, matchup on Saturday. Um, but also, I just think the Nuggets were at the end of their road trip and they just wanted to go home. Yeah.
0: I think there's a really good theory here. I'm going to I'm going to throw it to wind here, but all right, at Philadelphia, this road trip, at Philadelphia, that's a big game. You're locked in. Guys aren't going out. It's like, hey, this is a big one. We need to be there. They come up short. Then you got to bounce back cuz you have Boston, another big game. Boston's a city. Maybe you guys go out and not this time. I think it was focus. We got to yeah. be that. Then you go to Washington. There's nightlife there. I don't know if Washington's like a place people are excited to go to go out. Maybe, maybe not. There,
3: there are more exciting things in Washington than the Wizards. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, was that a
0: game where guys were like out George all the middle Monument. of the night? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, then you have Indiana. Definitely weren't going out in Indiana, I don't think, on a going Tuesday. Get St. Elmo's good. good. St. Elmo's man. Get some shrimp sure On a cock- Tuesday. Some good shrimp sure cocktail. yeah. I feel like on this road trip, say. this might have been a five-game road trip where four nights the team did not go out. And you're talking about 22 year old millionaires. And they were like, dude, I haven't been out for seven days. <laughs> like, we're, we're in we're
2: New going York going City, out. man. We are going I'm out. I'm in. We're going, yeah, dude. The I'm going to be in by 4 a.m. Yeah, the city does not sleep. And then the Nuggets did go to sleep on the, on the court. <laughs> so it just might have been one of those. So I think it's a trap game. Harrison, do you agree that it was a trap game?
1: So I don't believe in trap games. What? I believe in. Let's get set up teams get up for certain games and don't get up for certain games that's absolutely a thing but i don't believe in trap games in terms of players looking ahead on the schedule to a team one or two games away and i just don't think nba players think that far in advance i really don't man i know this for a fact there were players on the nuggets in years past where the team was leaving for like a three or four game road trip that day. And these players had to go back to their houses after practice and pack for said road trip before the flight. Yeah. Like they showed up to the facility, to the practice that day without packing for the three game road (laughs) trip. Then (laughs) had to be reminded that there is a road trip happening and then had to go home and pack and then meet the team at the airport. I just think NBA players live day-to-day-to-day-to-day, to day to day to day, and I don't think they look ahead like that. I could be wrong, but I just don't think they think of the schedule that way. I do think they get up for certain games. They get up for a Philly. They get up for a Boston, unlike they, unlike them getting up for a Washington. But um, I... I just don't believe in trap games. I don't.
0: Do you believe that they know when they're going to L.A.?
1: Um, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. Set some stuff up. Throw some feelers I'm out I'm just there. saying, yeah. you
0: think they show up? They're like, oh, yeah. man,
1: I should have planned for
0: tonight. Right. Or they're like, oh, we're in L.A. next week. All right, let me make some calls. <laughs> so I make sure this trip From goes the third exactly phone. Exactly <laughs> how this trip goes for me, the way I want it to go. Yeah. Um. I will meet you halfway, Harrison, and say that if you going to Washington, I don't think anyone on the team knew they were going to Washington. When they played Indiana after that, I don't know if anybody on the team knew they were going to Indiana. And it's even possible that people didn't remember they were playing the Knicks. Maybe
1: they knew they were going to New York. Nets, Knicks, I'm not sure. I know it's one of those teams out there. I think there. it's like, oh, yeah, we got the, the Knicks on our <laughs> schedule coming up later this month, right?
0: Okay. But I think they know the 76ers game is Saturday, and it's on ABC, and it's a matinee game. I think that I just, so I can only meet you so far as to say there are games where I think the team collectively knows this one's big and it's coming up. And I think Saturday is one of those games.
2: I, I mean, I, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I, there, I, I think that there are very few games that have meaning to them anymore. Um, I hate it. I think that, I know I hate it too. I'm disgusted by saying this, but I just think that it's the truth. Like That doesn't mean that games can't be entertaining and the regular season is worthless in that it shouldn't be watched and we should truncate it and get rid of games, et cetera, et cetera, because it's still fun to watch. It's still fun even, there are still things to pay attention to. There are still narratives that happen within the team. You still see the dynamics that play out like is Michael Porter Jr getting the ball from Jamal etc 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 like right, it's right. worthwhile to watch these regular season games if you indeed like watching basketball but a night like last night it is hard to get that worked up about at this stage in Nuggets fandom because you know now that we live rings culture we're rings culture only baby but the Nuggets they showed you that they like literally showed that to to us last year so it sucks a game like that you just crumple it up throw it in the trash and you, and you chalk it up to these are a bunch of kids and kids are not
3: reliable. I do I do think I again, I'm with you guys about the larger point that how how open are their ears right now? How receptive are they to these mini lessons along the way? But in moments like these I am particularly glad that the head coach is Michael Malone. I just I don't he's not going to let this go, but I think he's done a lot of work over the years in turn in like learning how to keep the bigger picture in mind, uh, not white-knuckle his way through every moment. But there's also, like, fine, we on this panel can be complacent. The guys that aren't Jokic seem complacent. There's a level to which you can go, that's all logical or acceptable. But there has to be one person, at least, maybe hopefully two, between Jokic and Malone, who go, hey, that's actually not okay. That's not the standard that we hold ourselves to. And, like, the next few practices and the next you know, film session, they're not going to be kind, yeah. right? And 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 again, you can't overreact, and I think he's learned that too, but you need, like, I think Malone takes pride in every single game in a way that maybe the players just can't, and so hopefully, hopefully he's the one applying the pressure.
0: I think that that is one of the sneaky things about Malone, that maybe the audience, you know, the fans on the outside don't know, but it's something that we know from being around the team and Harrison can speak to this a lot, that Malone really does. Every game was big for him. That last game, humiliating. Humiliating. Stewing over it and this or that. And I do think that it like tethers the team to a seriousness. By the way, Chris Finch, opposite of this. And I know that, that, not that there was tension between Malone and Finch or anything like that, but I do think that there was like two very different personalities that were sort of in key roles with the Nuggets back in the day. And it was like, Finch, man, nothing bothers him. He's just such a relaxed guy or whatever. And Malone's like we got to stop the corner, kick through three, rotating. Like, and so it was an interesting dynamic. And um, every coach kind of is somewhere on that scale. I think Malone might be. Him and Tibbs, are they at the two most extreme on that scale?
1: <sighs> hmm. Yeah. They seem like they're definitely cut from the Dude. same cloth. At the intensity scale, they're like both. On. Is Todd from New York? He's got to be. Like, better, there's like, no way he's he not He could be like right? a Chicago guy, maybe. He's got to be from New York. He like right? he he's like a cartoon boss. He's from, from Connecticut, like, New Britain, Connecticut. Oh, that's new,
2: that's he's that's he's new, the East Coast guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: but that's not New York though.
2: Yeah, Connecticut is much softer for he's sure. He's softer, but he's East Coast. I mean, yeah, he really he's does in, He's in the. He just seems like a, a boss that would yell at Fred Flintstone. He's just like. A cartoon just like a weird little guy that runs hey (laughs) and
3: there's a balance to it too don't get me wrong you can overdo it and when they won the title murray said that malone's area of growth was finding this balance of learning not how to lose your gd mind across a long season but also i think there's the other end of that spectrum which is players who probably don't mind a large handful of the of the losses so the balance is important and i just think it's where malone is 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 maybe a good fit here. Mo-
1: Malone's kind of a dying breed in that way, right?
0: I don't know, because like Mosley with, with Orlando, yep. young coach, but I remember that was one of my takeaways from being courtside, was how freaking intense that guy is. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jumping and now squatting. like he's He burned 2,000 calories coaching <laughs> that game.
2: And I was just like, sometimes I was yeah. just watching him. I was like, bro, this Mo- guy. Most of my takeaways from being courtside were Reese's Peanut Butter Cup-based
1: <laughs> popcorn. Piece of, it was uh, pretty good. Yeah, 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 just a lot <laughs> of food great. and drinks in and around your mouth. You want another? You want another? Yeah, dude, like, I do up. actually. Very easy to get drinks. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, but but the
2: largest the largest point here is that the <laughs> Nuggets were playing exceptionally well. They showed up and showed out in Boston at, for what I still believe is one of the most impressive wins yeah. that any team totally. has had this season, and it you get a performance like. Last night, which is just so aberrant and so ridiculous <laughs> that you truly can't draw anything from it until it reveals itself as some kind of trend. But it's, you know, are you going to tell me that Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are going to combine for 12 points moving forward and not be able to make a single basket, get outworked, out hustled, punked, embarrassed? I mean, they just were non participants. So you just, after a loss like this, you just have to be, you have to chalk it up to, that was stupid
0: that was stupid they just
2: didn't show up but
0: usually it's every other game so this next one should be good let's take a break on the other side we're going to talk about it Jokic and bead two nugget sixers two maxi murray two. Oh yeah
2: Does do they have the same gusto we'll maxi versus maxi minor let's go Ooh,
1: guys if you're going to vegas maybe going to uh see a sporting event maybe you're just going uh for a trip with the fellas You got to stay at Circa Resort and Casino. It's where we stay when we go to Vegas. And it's awesome, man. You got everything at Circa. First of all, it's Vegas's first ever adults only casino. You show your ID when you go in. So you don't have to show it again. No kids. No, none of those shenanigans. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff in Circa. (laughs) You got the world's largest sports book. Perfect casino. All the games you want. All the tables you want. As a parent. You know, somebody with beautiful kids the idea of a casino not allowing
3: kids is in, incredible. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Really I great. like the idea of a
3: family who shows up with their
2: kids. Yeah. Their kids can't get in. Got to stay on Fremont. Works
3: just fine for them. <laughs>
2: yeah, they're like just figured out. Yeah, they're it's, street it's, kids it's, now. Mom yeah. and dad. Yeah, there's <laughs> not, has them. They're not alone. Yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah, it's, so it's a full.
1: Just, u- just put a hat on the street. It's like start a. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> a
2: full Oliver Twist situation. They yeah. could probably get some stew somewhere.
1: You got Stadium Swim as well. Oh, it's a read. Sorry, 143 <laughs> by 40 foot LED screen. The best place to watch sports is at Stadium Swim. Uh, so if you're heading out to Vegas, use the code DNVR20, get 20% off your stay at Circa Resort and Casino. I there's no place I'd rather stay in Vegas other than Circa. I mean the rooms are awesome. Facts. Super nice. Probably the nicest room I've stayed in in Vegas. Located a little off the strip, but I mean it's perfect. It it's is Fremont Street, it, baby. it's a it's a great time. It is the literal crown
3: jewel of Fremont Street. Yeah. Two years running, fellas. It's come around that time of year. It's my sister's birthday. I'm not sure what kind of gift to get her. And she's been talking to me about a show she wants to go to, but she can't find tickets. And both times I found them with game time. I didn't just find them. I found good prices. And so I am now the coolest older brother, at least for another year. And I can always get myself into the best events in Denver, like the Denver Nuggets, for example, when they're not playing on the road or the Knicks. Uh, trust me, it's a good time. I mean it. I promise. Uh, the Denver Nuggets, they're dope. So is Game Time. Best events, best shows, best tickets. Even at the last second, download the Game Time app right now. Create an account. Use code DNVR. You're going to get $20 off your first purchase. When have you ever broken
0: news while sitting in this very chair? <laughs> um, uh, Maybe.
1: Oh, I'm just wondering what yoke's status is for tomorrow. The injury report just came out at uh three thirty. <laughs> it's three thirty nine right now. And Were you doing the ad read while breaking the story? Was that uh shortly before? That's I incredible versatility, it out. this
2: man over here. Yeah. I'd be impressed, but I've been talking and designing graphics that, that went on the show more times than I'd like to admit. Around the association? <laughs> yes. Listen, they're all impressive to you me. You made that? <laughs> While being on the show? No, 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 no. That,
1: that, <laughs> I, that took time. I spent my okay, time okay, with that okay, one. Okay, not that one. Uh, Nicola Jokic officially probable. Let's go. So <laughs> expected to play versus the 76ers. Left eye abrasion is the official injury. Man, that's scary. <laughs> Left Ow. eye abrasion. abrasion. Do we get goggles Jokic, though? Bro, we're not worthy. Goggles,
0: Jokic, I think would be cool. Glasses like Reggie, where they're kind of more glasses than they are goggles, would also be kind of cool. Although I will admit, Jok would look pretty goofy on them. But eye patch? There's
2: no way we get eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> Is it even allowed? Eye patch.
0: Why would he do
1: that? Why would he do that?
0: Because <laughs> it's freaking awesome. Nobody's an eye
1: patch? ever done an eye patch before. There's no way. Kurt? Did Kurt Rambis do an eye patch? <laughs> No, he did goggles. He wore like yeah, yeah. goggles. <laughs> yeah, whole Come on. Uh, I think it would
0: be really cool. Uh, the game's tomorrow, you guys. 3 o'clock. It's a matinee, and it's on ABC, which, not to get into the weeds on this, but the NBA this year has been doing a lot of these ABC games, and then they have ESPN ones later, and they try to, like, make... It turns out it's very confusing. The other day, I sat down to watch a game. I'm not even kidding, for All-NBA, and then some other show came on, and I realized that the game was on ESPN, the lead yeah. in, And then I missed the first 10 minutes of the game, and I was like, what the hell, man? This is so dumb. Anyway, it's on ABC, which should be marquee.
2: Are we as excited for this one as we were the first one? What are the feelings? Well, if we harken back to the Bet365 top five, we all agreed Mm. with a bullet that this was the number one game that we were excited for during narrative week. (laughs) This is the one that should, by all rights, carry a lot of weight it feels at this exact moment in time like nothing means anything and we've become very nihilistic about the denver nuggets because they put us all in a dark place but yes dude that do you remember what that like that's gonna be a very if nothing else entertaining game like the last sixers game we were all nervous about obviously didn't end up going the way we wanted to but we were locked in so if for no other reason i'm excited to see a game that they care about you know like does it I, and so you you're know. more
0: interested in just what because you perceive this to be a game the nuggets are actually going to play hard in yes you feel almost certain they will so you're yes. excited for that part of it
2: yes and i want them to beat the sixers like I, they can't get swept by the sixers this is narrative week, man. And we're ta- we're in the, the narrative BA. Like this is all that matters is what people are saying, and we live online, and so our lives are terrible, and so we need as much ammunition as possible to battle back the hordes of uh, those who would try and strip away the honor and dignity of Nikola Jokic. What about you, vote? Are you as? Do you feel the same feelings that you did? Different? What is it? Um, I'm I'm excited. I think I'm a little
3: less nervous excited because it's really because it's in denver oh you just felt more confident in the team yeah i mean i think the sixers are a good team this year man like beating them in philly when they're hyped for the game is tough and honestly the more i i thought about that game as they walked away from it the difference to me besides a sloppy down the stretch play from jamal was role players hitting open shots at home versus on the road so i'm excited man I, i i i like, MB hasn't played here in a long time, man. And 2019, I believe. I think also being excited about watching these two guys play can exist outside of the MVP context. They're just the two best centers in the league. Yeah. And it's very fun to watch them play. And I think as far as team success goes, there's a decided answer right now as far as who you'd rather have. Head-to-head, MB's been really damn good. And that's I'm very curious to see how this matchup goes but I don't know if I have quite the same like anxious excitement as I did before the Philly game.
0: You know, what's interesting. You just said they are two of the best in the league Are the two best in the league. I think they might be the two best since Shaq. Yeah. Because the only guy that has a case in my opinion is Dwight Howard, you know, Mark Gasol, Pau Gasol. Those guys to me are a lower tier for sure. Dwight Howard. Personally, I'm like, Embiid is better than Dwight Howard. Yoke's clearly better than yeah, Dwight I Howard think. and has a title now to back yeah. it up and two MVPs. Like, to me, I think that's the two best centers since for twenty years.
1: No yeah, question. man. I mean, absolutely. If the NBA knew what they were doing, they'd be hyping Nugget 76ers as the matchup of the year. Nicole Jokic and Joel Embiid are, I think, pretty clearly the two best players in the NBA right now. They're the two best centers. They're the two best centers, like you said, that we've had in the, in the league in a long time. It's such a natural rivalry that the NBA would be so foolish not to make this just the headline two games of the season, right? right. Like, this is as big as it gets in the regular season for the NBA. You go through an 82-game regular season, there are great games all along the calendar. On paper, Nuggets 76ers is as good as it gets. Right. I, I really do believe that. Um, like, these games are are appointment viewing. You know it's going to be a good game. Nuggets 76ers, these last several of them, they've been great games. They've been close. There's been drama. There's been great performances on both sides. That's what's most exciting about it for me. You got all these factors coming together. Jokic and B, Nuggets 76ers, the natural rivalry there. But you also just know it's going to be a great game. Right.
0: That's it. I want to see if Denver changes up their defense. And if so, what do they do? Because if you recall, the last one, they really had what I thought was uh, a very unique strategy. They doubled Embiid a lot one pass away. They put Aaron Gordon on them. It just was a very strange. And and the Sixers are very good. They've really learned under Nick Nurse how to get Embiid in his spots and to make it so that those doubles come hard. But I'm curious if Denver learned anything from that, if they have adjusted their game plan and their strategy at all. Or if they're like, you know what, we just need to play harder. We need to go out there and do this. I want to know if Yoke guards him a little bit more. I think that would be interesting because I expected it to happen in the fourth quarter. They opened the game with it for about four minutes and then switched off and never really went back. Do they go back to it this year? Do they try something else out? Those are the things I'm most interested. If this last game, if you recall the the last time they played, I talked about how Embiid no longer guarding Jokic as he stopped doing at halftime of the previous matchup. Yeah. It... One of the things that happened was Denver didn't run and beat. He didn't get tired because he's guarding Aaron Gordon and just made it easier for him. The Pacers just played him. And Siakam and Turner... are <laughs> You got to laugh. Somewhat analogous to... Jokic and Gordon. In ah. that, well, <laughs> <laughs> you fool. In that, you know, Turner is a guy that you would think was Embiid going to match up on him. They did a good job of getting Siakam switched out onto him and then making Embiid guard on the perimeter and then making it a track meet in transition. Ah. They did a good job of that. Embiid was exiled. If you, It's funny, if you do watch the analysis from this, like the PHLY guys on this last game, the analysis was, same as us. They weren't focused, man. They've been playing well the last few games. They weren't focused, and Embiid looked really tired. He just wasn't into the game. It's been a long stretch of games, and I'll give it to him just the same way that we're going to make that excuse. But I'm so curious to see, why doesn't Embiid play in Denver? What's the number one reason, really? The altitude's tough. Why did they come out to Fort Collins to do training camp? Their own GM came out and said, we want to train at altitude and get you know our guys familiar with pushing themselves in this. Can Denver run Embiid in altitude knowing that if he's not guarding Jokic, Denver hasn't figured out how to make him get up and down the court? So I'm curious to see that as just a stylistic change.
1: I thought they came out here because Daryl Morey was a big micro-brew guy. Is that mm-hmm. what it was? That's I had what a I different heard, story. Actually. I, just I don't know different. if training
3: for a week at altitude before <laughs> traveling the country like in different city every other day. I think it does. Four, four practices. I think the Nuggets have to re-acclimate every time they get back from a road trip.
0: I'm I'm not saying it does everything, but I think it does like it makes it's, it's a harder challenge. Well, you that, have less oxygen. You have hard to
3: push work yourself. Out, sure, uh, I don't know if it adjusts you to the. I
2: mean, the question is: is like who gets if they do turn it into a track meet? Who's more tired, Joel Embiid or Jamal Murray? <laughs> <laughs> what what is that? <laughs> off the top rope? <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, listen, Maxie, you're right. He's a little Energizer Bunny. I'm serious, man. Like uh, they should. I, I, I will be. I don't know what to expect because. I wasn't on that show, but I, you know, I listened. I actually do watch the show, and I'm, I'm not on it sometimes. Um, <laughs> oh shit! Really? Yeah, I, I hear yeah, what you say. I yeah. hear the things. I'll we'll um, try to be a little nicer. <laughs> but uh, we didn't mean all of that. Well, I yes, you did. You texted me the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> the point is, is that you guys were talking about how you were all surprised that they tried something new defensively in without enough lead-up time. And obviously, it wasn't coached well, and they kept making mistakes. It wasn't that they tried something; it's the what they tried. That, but right, but the, you know, it is. It's not common for at least in the Malone era. It, it doesn't seem that common. That they have specialized defensive schemes and schematics that they roll out against specific partners that's kind of a theme in the nba is you don't really tip your hand until you're forced to unless you're the thunder for some reason who adjust every game constantly adjust so from that standpoint I, i you know you just wonder if the adjustment is that they go back to how they typically would defend a team like that they don't they do rely more heavily on just Old, good old-fashioned playing hard and reacting and reading and switching and doing the things that they typically do, without trying to be cute and ultimately losing Maxi a million times, having giving him wide-open three-pointers. Um, so I, I expect an adjustment in sort of like a, a regression back to the mean. Like they just we're gonna play it more straight up. They just play it more straight up and they just kind of go toe to toe and see how it how the chips fall. So this game to me, for some reason, I do have a little
0: bit less. I'm a little less nervous for whatever reason, even though if you ask me, here's a concession I'm going to give the Sixers fans can clip it two games in a row. Now, Embiid has kicked Denver's ass, honestly. Yep. And I don't think there's
1: any debate. There's no
0: debate about it. And there's no um, like the MVP part of this, I think, is less compelling over time, you know, I think Embiid's probably going to win it if he lowers his games total played. It almost sucks for everyone cuz then yeah. we have, you know, you don't want to win this by default. So I think we're almost past the MVP portion of this matchup. But I just think that there is something important about don't get your ass kicked a third time, yep. right? And it's not one player, although it is like a, you know, a head to head who's out playing him, but Embiid goes for 45 points again tomorrow in Denver's building. I just feel like that is actually, you say these games don't matter. That's one thing that will matter, even though it doesn't ultimately matter. It'll matter in this one part of, like, what is the uh, Pedro Martinez? You're going to have to tip your hat and call him daddy. And I just don't want that to happen. And I hope that Nuggets as a team, not even Jokic,
1: but the Nuggets as a team are like, we can't let this dude go off on us three times in a row. Look, because if that happens, there's always going to be this thought in the back of your mind. I'll just speak for myself in the back of my mind. What would happen if the Nuggets and 76ers met in the finals? I'll tell you something. That part of this is almost
0: different for me. That part is just feels different because we've seen too much. Like somebody said, somebody was telling me the other day, I was my buddy Spike, Embiid has no fear of Jokic. And I go, neither did Anthony Davis. He kicked his ass. It doesn't matter. So part of me looks at this and goes, the playoff part of it is so different
1: that I don't even put my mind there. It doesn't matter. But at least for me, I would love the Nuggets to eventually play the 76ers in the finals and beat them just because I want Jokic to check off as many boxes as he can when it comes to rivals of his era that he beat in the playoffs. I like that. You know, he's beat LeBron, Anthony Davis, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. I want him to beat Joel Embiid. I want him to check off that box. If Embiid cooks the nuggets again... You no, know, I'll be a little more fearful of, of a finals matchup against the Nuggets and 76ers, but, but that's just me. Also, you know, there's a limit
3: to the slack you cut them for a long season, any given game, all that stuff. But there are certain things I think you want to see teams, particularly champions, take personally, defending champions. And I think Embiid is there now. He's dominated them two matchups in a row, right? And you could make an argument that they were ready to win that first game, but it did not work out that way. So I I just think pride should enter that equation. I also think it should enter that equation for... They probably don't care the way I do, but OKC has beaten them twice on their home floor, right? Right. Like, that's another one to Just me, generally uh, home
0: court, you're saying? Yeah,
3: just generally speaking. And then next year, too. The next time OKC comes to Denver, like, I actually do hope they circled that one. And right. I feel the same way about this MB game. Not just because MVP, MVP, MVP. But, like, you guys are the standard right now. You are the championship standard. And Philly doesn't fear you. Like, strike some fear into them. And, yeah, 100%. And there's also the thing of just, like... It's
0: weird to compare the head-to-head matchups over time just because they're spaced out over like eight years. Totally, and, totally. Because I think it's five to two in favor of Embiid, and then you go back and look at it, and it's like, well, five of those took place before 2019, and almost all of them in Philly. So there's this weird thing. But this is one where it'd be nice to say, no, you won the last two in Denver. The only one time you lost in Denver was back in 2000, I think, 16. I think it was the rookie year they lost one, one game. Let's not count that one. But outside of that, you know, you could say, like, no, okay, you win the home games. And I just think, again, does it mean anything? No. For me personally, the reason I disagree about the playoff part of this win, Jokic murdered Bam Adebayo every regular season they play. That's an East versus West team. And they were, murdered him because the Heat liked to play Bam Adebayo straight up defensively because he's a really good defender. Yoke goes to the post. Shoots little jump hooks, gets 30, 18, and 18 every time they would play. And I thought, Yoke owns Bam bio. Then you go to the playoffs, and they start fronting and doubling and doing all these different things. Yoke still went off because he's a great player, but he went off in a completely different way, and it was a challenge. I thought going into that finals, oh, Yoke's just going to post up Bam and score all these jump hooks. And it was like, no, playoffs are different. You adjust and you force guys in different ways. Yoke was able to answer that but he didn't dominate in the ways he does in the regular season. And I just think for me, that's what the playoffs are. But this is to bring it all back. This is why the regular season matters, and it's why things used to matter. Mm -hmm. I don't think we are more knowledgeable about the pointlessness of an 82-game season now that we were in 1998 or 2006. I just think guys used to care a lot more about sending messages to each other in games that didn't matter beyond the game themselves. Just this sense of, you know what, they're coming to my building, you beat me last time, and I'm going to send a message, and I get to just own that.
2: See, I, I think that we are going to see that tomorrow. Yeah. Like, I think that there yeah. are a large number of games that can, you can file under the meaningless uh, header, but uh, tomorrow does not qualify. I think that the, like, I, even in myself, sitting here right now, thinking about the game, I don't have any emotion but I think that has more to do with the weather. It's today, yesterday, last. night I'm not night drinking was, coffee tomorrow. That's last for night sure. was just such a nightmare. It was you just had to emotionally disconnect because you can't get you can't be that heavily swayed by a game like that. I know that when the ball is about to be tipped off tomorrow, I'm going to be a ball of nerves. Also, there's more
3: pride in this with Jokic than we than we totally acknowledge, and it might just manifest a little bit differently. Than one v one ego v ego. I think for Jokic it's the expectation his teammates have on him to deliver in these matchups. And I he I can tell you, because Vlaco has told me, Jokic hates when he does not deliver for his teammates. He hates it. Yeah. He's as much as he is, you know, our champion of work-life balance. That doesn't mean in the moment he's okay with having come up short against these guys, right? And Anthony Davis is the most famous example, and it was important to Jokic to get over that hump. And I do think that that, not that Embiid's, not that this is a hump in their path to team success, but do I think Jokic wants to come up, let's say, short a third time in this game, I I know that he doesn't.
0: And I think the Murray piece of this also, we're going along on this segment, but the Murray piece also, do you remember the story Bones told us about Yoke going to his hotel room and putting his finger on the the peephole so he couldn't see who it was? And then basically, if you remember, when the Nuggets won in Philly three years ago, Bones was a big part because he went off in a key part, and he showed up for Yoke in that moment. And... Yoke went to his hotel room, which was a very rare occurrence. He does not expecting it and basically told him, thanks, buddy, for like showing up tonight. We know it matters, which brings in Jamal Murray, who did not show up this last game, the last time they played each other, and he sure as shit didn't show up in New York. That one to me is a big one. I want to see if Murray, this matters to Yoke. It matters to the Nuggets. Does it matter to Murray? Does Murray go out there and is like, I am not letting him, uh, Maxie go on off, and I am not letting us lose this game because I know it matters. And I'm so curious to see. I think it'll be a character reveal for Murray. It'll be just how good is he at this very moment. Not how good is he going to be in the playoffs. How good is he in this moment? Because this is a game where he should step up and be one of the best players on the court and not just one of the guys. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, let's get quickly into a quick check-in on the Western Conference,
1: you guys. We haven't done this in a while. Let's check in. Guys, if you want cheap gas, Circle K is the move. Woo check out the inner circle program with circle k it's free to join that's free membership all you got to do is uh, put your email and phone number in at circlekcom slash inner circle you can hit the qr code right there on the screen too when you sign up you get 25 cents off a gallon for your first five phillips first five polar pops are free also other deals on pizza beverages donuts much, much more. Um, also, when you sign up at circlek.com inner circle, you get a free any size polar pop from Colorado Circle K uh, by texting DNVR to 31310. So uh, if you're going to pick up gas at Circle K, you want a free polar pop. Text right now, DNVR to 31310. You got a free he's any free size polar pop. Boom, right there. Who would you get? I would go suicide. One of everything. <laughs> Stop. What are you?
0: I, have, five? I, have, I love. I love that. That, that was your thing to say. I love it. <laughs> suicide?
1: You got to go mountain. I, is that what it's called? I didn't know that. You didn't know called. that? But I didn't. Bro, know this is this.
0: this is an era thing. A suicide? Where you either. just get into suicide. something?
2: Suicide? It, 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 you you know that? Listen, dude, these kids. I'm telling you. When you have well, great child. You know, like that. when
3: you just didn't call
2: it. Bruno, do you know
0: what a suicide is with a fountain drink?
3: Oh, I, li- I like how he said yeah, and then you said with the fountain drink, and he corrected his answer. <laughs> oh, I oh, thought <no>. no. <laughs> you were just going to explain.
2: Rudo okay. knows <laughs> everything, Bob knows nothing. <laughs> That's where I was getting at. Yep. So it's a little darker than we wanted it to be. But all the <laughs> same, right. no listen, when you say it out loud and when you question it, yeah, yeah it's a dark name. Listen, <laughs> the eighties dark. were darker than you are. You were tougher than you
0: are. Do you remember OK Soda? Yes. Was like, okay soda like, it was
2: like a suicide because it had a it little orange in it. It's what it was. They combined all anyway. Okay soda? These oh, kids had that no, sounds
1: like a terrible name for a soda. Did, it was a terrible name for a terrible terrible soda, soda. You
2: didn't grow up through the slacker era, man. It was cool to not care back then. You had uh, crisp Soda Pepsi. names like, okay soda. Uh, <laughs> it was okay. Yeah, it was <laughs> the slacker
3: right. era, brother. That's a great take. When I'm uh When I'm trying to watch the Denver Nuggets, I go to the DNVR bar. But when I'm not working, it's my night off. I don't have Fubo TV yet, which is tough, because I know that's the best way to do it. That's why I go to Harrison's house, I hide in the bushes, (laughs) and I I look through the window.
1: Just hit Fubo.
3: I know, that would be easier. But I also kind of like this new routine of of looking through Harrison's windows. But uh, I do that because I know he has Fubo TV, which has 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device, and here's really the hook. Watch the most Colorado sports for the lowest price. How do I watch my favorite teams? Everyone is is yelling at the sky. Uh, just, tell the in, just tell the friends and family in your life to go with Fubo TV. No contract, no cable, no hassle. And we got a deal. Go to www.fubotv.com slash DNVR. that's us, sign up Get 15% off your first month of FUBO Pro.
1: Alrighty, we are back here. Let's do a little Western
0: Conference.
1: Just real quick, it looks like Embiid's not even going to be on the 76ers injury report, so he's playing. Oh, I thought you were going to say he's getting out I the thought plane.
2: you were too! I was like, you got to be kidding me! I was about nah. to be outraged, but now I'm engaged. Nice. Yeah. So he's good to go? Uh, I'm telling you, Can't all the wait. stars
0: lining up, and it really is Coach Prime that's making him play in this. There was some... Mer- I'm telling you, <laughs> he has been skipping this one every time, and there was, like, you know, he gets called out. I want to see that. Is Coach Prime going to be at this game?
1: Yes. Who's well, he going to be cheering uh, for is the bigger question? Coach oh, Prime has been at one Nuggets game this year. I know he's... The Nuggets have given him tickets, and he said he's going to be at a lot of them. He's only shown up to one. He
2: is totally showing up, and you're right. He's- will Shadour bro tap, bro hug Joel Embiid? Yes, he will. Yes, he yeah. will. Dude,
1: those order of like circumstance the order of events leading up to this game is just hilarious the 76ers going to colorado state for training camp hilarious yeah that that just happened then them having a dinner and (laughs) Deion sanders calling and beat out at the dinner hilarious and it's all lining up to him playing for the first time in denver since 2019
3: that comment right there
1: it's just so funny man the, 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 uh, the game time <laughs> this, this league is hilarious what do you got no just someone uh taking advantage of our of our ads About
3: yeah. to his ticks for nugget sixers with game time
0: bring it and be hey get loud tomorrow man make that feel like a playoff game i think it's going to be incredible uh, i'm trying to get nervous now i tried
2: to downplay it this whole show and if
0: you're not going to the game come to the bar because that's going to be a banger yeah. by the way what do yeah, we yeah, have come bring, to the bar bring your bring your uh your lady friends you guys can also drink <laughs> bottomless mimosas, but I'm just saying I know for my <laughs> wife she loves it. All right, I, I see know I started going. to do that and yeah. I was like, is this is, it, is it not outside like, to I drink
1: know. bottomless mimosas? I no, d- I don't,
0: I'm saying maybe it is. I don't wow. even know. Even up, I love drinking, mimosas. Adam. But I'm just saying that's an option too on weekends. Yeah, he's
1: just saying, fellas. He's saying, ladies and
0: fellas can drink bottomless. Very simply,
2: fellas, do you want to get a fight with your lady later that night because she drank bottomless mimosas Bring her to the DMV bar. Too real. Uh, Guys, quick peek around the Western Conference.
0: Who holds the longest win streak in the NBA right now? Uh, The Suns. The Phoenix Suns have won seven in a row. Famously, the Nuggets' longest win streak of the Jokic era is nine games. That's right. We love The Nuggets are just incapable of winning more than three games in a row, (laughs) except for maybe once a year, usually in the finals. Um, But the Suns have won seven in a row, and they've been doing it with the big three finally on the court together and playing. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. They look pretty good. I'm, I, I still need to see more, but they look pretty good, man, with their offense. They put up some points and they just, you know, we're starting to see it. Are you, Win feeling
1: differently about the Suns than maybe you were a month ago? Yeah, for sure. They've put it together. They've stayed healthy. I got to eat a little crow on the Nurkic and Aiton deal. Not from the Nurkic side, just (laughs) from the Aiden side.
0: That's so true. Have you seen
1: the numbers DeAndre Aiden's putting up in Portland? Dude,
0: nobody has ever in the modern era, I don't know, maybe Ben Simmons. Those are the two players that have most been the got a contract, done trying. Bro. Publicly done trying. He
1: scored 20 points twice this season, dude. (sighs) If I... F-ing. in portland on the blazers who have nobody have as it options, is right My fingers are crossed
3: that a year from now he tries the ice thing again <laughs> <laughs> he's like sorry guys just can't make it
1: another ice storm I mean, like yeah. at least like DeAndre, deandre and like you thought he'd be able to put up numbers in yeah. portland like that's the one thing he'd do they'd probably be a little empty but at least he would put up numbers bro scoring like eight points in the well, game do you
0: remember he had that quote about what would mean success for you and he said getting the second contract yeah. or something like that and it
1: literally is what happened he got a max second contract and was like done yeah he checked all boxes so See i actually ya. gotta give some credit to uh yeah like phoenix for realizing that ayton is not that guy, not that guy right. now I don't think Yusuf Nurkic is that guy either, but DeAndre definitely not that guy.
0: They're scoring like crazy though. They have they are looking really good, and I'm you know it sucks. Well,
1: I hate when our suck. enemies are happy.
2: I know. Well, yeah. I, this is why before I was like I can't. Count them out as I, as much as I want. I wanted to bury them, but I just I couldn't. Luckily, I feel absolutely no different at all. I'll
3: walk back to New Jersey if that team <laughs> wins the your, title. That's your that's oh, your yeah. style. You yeah.
2: Well, they're not Brent's just burying landmines all over this NBA with yeah. the narratives I'll the, Suns, come the back to Celtics. Get me, don't I apologize, certain. double down. That's a real strategy. Um
0: second hottest team in the NBA. Well, that's the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I don't know if you guys have been paying attention lately, but they went to Minnesota and won. They went to Utah, a place that was beating everybody there for a while, and they got that win. Um, they're on a four-game winning streak right now. They play Portland and San Antonio. And they smacked those two teams. This is another team. Like I don't know, they're just on the rise. Is Denver going to catch them? Uh, in your opinion, do you think? You know, like that's the real question. Is like, how we many games all back them, are they? A half a game? Oh, yes, or, or yeah, yeah. one game, one
2: game. You still, but I'm telling you, we're more than halfway through, and they keep winning. In fact, they're getting better as the year goes on. The Denver's going to. Beat them in the game that they play head to head that will account for the one game, and then they just have to match them i I think so I mean listen the don't discount the fact that <laughs> the nuggets well gosh I just thought, I you just, just thought it through and you're I like I thought thought it it they little might little more there's a good chance the nuggets shut it down the second half of the year <laughs> here's here's what I think. Yeah, I think they have zero lessons to learn I think as the we've nuggets want
0: home court advantage against the timberwolves I do too I don't think they care about the thunder
3: that that's my hope though is that. Never so the difference they. is last year, around this time, Memphis was slipping. Denver basically put a dagger in it.
1: That's right. Yep. And oh, then they yeah. shut it down because
3: they had the one seed locked yeah. up. They don't have that this year. Uh, you might be 100% right anyway, Eric. But my fingers are crossed that they're going to go for that because of that Wolves matchup.
0: I think the Thunder are going to win like 57, 58 games. I don't know if Denver is. They can. But I don't know that they are going to. And I think the Thunder will because they're really good. They have a lot of ways to beat you. And uh, while I think that their playoff ceiling, I'm still skeptical. I I still think Denver matches up really well and will beat them. But I just think they're designed to win a lot of regular season games. They have young, hungry guys. Everything's new to them. You look at Murray, how motivated he's been through this circus a million times. All these young guys, it's the first time they've ever been here. They're so excited to play every night.
1: Yeah. Have you seen some of those post-game interviews with the Thunder? Dude, the vibes are on 100. Their vibes are so high in OKC.
3: I do think, too, and I don't mean this everyone's right about them i just haven't gone through it with the nuggets i would say to the fans not that they're listening like soak that up and enjoy every second of it because even if they go on to win a title this may very well still be the peak fun right yeah. cuz the vibes are just what could go wrong for to for that house of cards to take a tumble like they're they're that looks, they just look so happy every day. If we go back all the way a month, the hottest team in the NBA
0: has been the L.A. Clippers, who have only lost two games in the last 30 days. They lost to the Lakers, hilariously, and they also lost to the Timberwolves in Minnesota. Both of those games on the road, although the Lakers game on the road, not, you know, different court. But they have won every other game that they've played. They've been extremely hot. They actually play like a team, which is a little crazy. Um, and I've, I'm on record saying I think the Clippers are actually the now I'm gonna Minnesota and the Clippers are the two teams that I think are the toughest matchup for Denver. And by the way, when you say, you know, is Denver gonna gun with Oklahoma City? Well, look at the standings, fellas. Clippers are right there behind Denver, one game with half a season to go. They're gonna have to hold off
2: the Clippers too for home court advantage. I I think they're gonna start to feel the heat a little bit. And the Ooh, thing that, be that a good thing. The thing that I love is that or hate, I can't decide, is that they did respond during this really tough stretch. They Not against, obviously, the Knicks, but they did show up. They did play hard. They did reveal to us again that they are who we thought they were. I'm hoping that that is a trend that is not just, you know, it's not just a, a here and there and sometimes, but... I think that, like it's been, you guys said. I think pride is at some point going to kick in for this team, and they want to be taken seriously. It's, I mean, they're, 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 they are the the champs, but nobody knows that except for us. Like nobody, it, it's already been completely forgotten. The Nuggets are right back to where they were, except for the fact that people will actually watch their games. But as far as the NBA, the larger NBA is concerned, the Nuggets may as well have never won a championship. So I'm, I'm hoping that. That actually registers with them, when they want to take it to that level. Well, one thing that's interesting about the
0: standings right now, Wind, is the Nuggets play Philly, Milwaukee, Oklahoma City. That's three of the four or five best teams in all of the NBA. They play them in a row. If Denver were to go zero and three, do you know where they would be in the standings in the loss column? They, go down they, to they would be down to seventh. Oh,
3: that's fur- that's further.
0: They have fifteen losses. The seventh place Kings have eighteen. So if you go zero and three on the stretch, like you talk about filling the heat, even if you go two and one or one and two. You're right now in that top clump, and it's, they're not that far removed from being in the middle clump. And so, you know, these games do have an extra little need uh, meaning to them, just both in that they're measuring stick games, but also, and again, this stuff will all level out over time, yeah. but it is one of those things where the Nuggets can wake up in one week from today and be like, oh, shit, we're in the seventh seed? We're in the sixth seed?
3: That, yeah. That's the problem with the Knicks loss, right? Not what it tells you about the team, but that they don't have as much runway for those losses as they did last year that's right. my only point point. Yeah. and i do think that they're good enough to beat a lot of these teams that home court but i think when you're denver and you're as good as you are at home and you do have the altitude advantage i think i do hope that they seize this opportunity because a top three
1: seed is still very important in my opinion and the clippers are right there they're a yep. game back of denver right now yeah and I'd actually say right now, I think the Clippers are the toughest matchup in the West for the Nuggets. I I, don't, I think that's a great take. I've put them above Minnesota, who I've got some questions about the Timberwolves <laughs> developing off a couple of these late-game situations that I've watched they them can't in score. over the last week. Their offense is in the 20s. Their defense is great, but you just really wonder if they'll be able to keep up with an offense like the Nuggets. I've still got a lot of questions about Carl Anthony Towns in the playoffs. I've got a lot of questions about Anthony Edwards being just the only guy who really wants to shoot the ball for them late in clutch time. Yeah. I just have some questions about Minnesota in late game, close games in the playoffs. And um, I would be more scared of the Clippers right now. I would be. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Your comments on the Timberwolves are very, uh, they're, they're dying in the clutch right now yep. because of that offense. They don't quite have it. Um, and then, you know, they're hitting that adversity. We'll see how they survive it. Lastly, you guys, I wanted to get out. D-Line hated this one, but I wanted to do it anyway. You know, it is the anniversary of Kobe passing away. I know Kobe's a complicated figure to a lot of people um, in Colorado, and rightfully so. I don't want really to tell you how to feel about Kobe. You guys can, everybody can kind of feel their own way. He's also an influential figure just on the game. Really, one of the most influential figures on the game. And maybe if you just talk about modern players, he might be the single most. There used to be Jordan for a lot of time. The Jordan era is so far removed now that most players, it's Kobe this or that. And I will say, and I've said this before, but I always wish we had Kobe around right now. Just because I wish I could hear what he would say about Jokic. I think he would have loved Jokic. We know he predicted him to be the MVP, and he went on to become yeah. MVP twice. I wish we could have seen what his take was on Jokic and and uh, the Nuggets winning a title. I really wish I knew what he said about Murray. If you guys remember, the, in the year before he died, he had a camp where he just invited NBA players. And, of course, if you get invited to Kobe's camp, you're going. Murray was on a short list of players. It was like Devin Booker. I mean, it was like all the top young players. I don't even remember if Anthony Edwards was there, but it was all the young players that were invited there. And I just wish, I honestly think Murray's game is more like Kobe's than just about anybody in the league. He has more Kobe to his game because it's more footwork-based, post-based. you know. And I wish that he was around because I honestly wonder what he would have thought of Murray. I know he would have loved him in the playoffs, but I wonder if he'd be sitting around watching that Knicks game and being like, really? OG too good for you? You don't know how to handle that? You can't play two good games in a row? I just I I I honestly think that was Kobe was segueing into the Yoda role of the NBA. In a way that would have been like good and bad, because he was a little crazy also and he had some takes that I don't necessarily agree with. But in this specific example, I just genuinely wish
1: I could know what he thought about those two guys. Does anybody in the NBA have more mamba mentality than nikola jokic i've i've
0: said this all i've said this Bro. a lot man the guy has a routine. He doesn't break. He's obvious. I mean, he doesn't. He just hides it, unlike Kobe, who would <laughs> broadcast it to the world. And yeah. Most players would broadcast it to the world. But I think this is why Kobe liked him. Yeah. I think it's why he, he said MVP it. when Jokin had never been higher than third on the MVP and it was so out of left field. It'd be like right. Who would the p- equivalent be of, of, of getting that challenge right now? It'd be like, I don't know. Not quite a Chet Holmgren. It'd be a higher than that up on the. I was list. thinking Edwards. It might. But people see that coming a little more. Yeah. Maybe it'd be Shingun. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Where people are like, what? Yoke, was, it, was it the year
1: Yoke finished fourth
0: Yeah. that he said it? Yeah. Okay. I think it was the year after that, actually. It was the year after that. Right. But after Giannis, the league kind of felt fourth. like... So I just... That, my whole point is I wish we could see it. And then on top of that, I wish we could see... Dude... Maybe, maybe it's a... You know how much it bothers me that all these players are yeah, getting fans thrown out right now? You guys... You know, I hate it. I wish... I just wish he was around to tell all these guys, quit being dorks, quit being Karens, like yeah, shut the up. The
1: Karenization of Like, the NBA.
0: oh, are you hurting your feelings in there? Like, you don't like what other guys talk <laughs> trash to you? Like, I just feel like a Kobe-type competitor would see Luca telling a guy, being like, hmm, so he doesn't like, gets in his head when you yeah, talk dude. trash to him. Noted. Like, I'm <laughs> going to talk trash to that dude. Yeah. And then lastly, I wish I could see what he thinks of the in-season tournament, because this is my t- chance to get takes. You know I love giving in-season tournament takes off? The further we get removed from the in-season oh, so tournament,
2: ridiculous.
0: the further we get from it, the more I just feel like that was really dumb. And I'm telling you, the Lakers winning it, we all joked about what would it be like if like some bottom feeder won it. They, one did. It was the Lakers. <laughs> they won it. And by the way, the Clippers just played two games in nine days. Do you know Why? Because this stupid in-season tournament has made this year's schedule so dumb. There's so many dumb games on the schedule. They play 7-11 and 11 after playing 2-9. and 9. And I just look at the more I get away from it, the more I'm like, well, that the, they hung a banner for the Lakers. Nobody, Everybody thought that was dumb. And the further we get away from it, the more we're like, I don't know. The only benefit was in the moment we enjoyed the fact that teams were playing hard. But that to me is like... The dumbest. Now, the further you get away from it, they're like, "Oh, so we have to trick guys into playing hard all year round, and that's the only lasting legacy of this IST."
1: How many years until <laughs> that banner gets covered up?
0: Uh, a year. I honestly think that in a year, maybe
1: two years' time, they're like, "Ah, take it down. This is." Too- they're gonna silently remove it, not totally. let anybody know. Totally. And then we're all gonna be like, "Wait, it's gone." It, it, you know,
0: it's because next year, some team's gonna load manage the final.
1: <laughs> they're going to uh, be like, you know what, the Pacers decided to sit out. Some, some team's going to opt out of Vegas. Yeah, just be so like,
0: we don't want to do we're this. We're opting out. And if Kobe would have said it, Adam Silver would have listened.
1: <laughs> and he probably would have. He would
0: have been like, <laughs> in Staples Center be like, what are they doing with that stupid banner? Get that out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Any other takes, final thoughts, departing thoughts?
1: Uh, No.
0: All right. I'm excited for tomorrow. Three o'clock. If you guys want to come down here and have a little brunch, it's so good to be amongst your, your Dude, people. Dude, it was so
2: fun last time. It really was. It was really the like... The bar was so It felt locked. like the playoffs. Please In. come. Please come. Nobody
1: was talking. Everybody was just watching no, the game. It was
2: great. <laughs> it, it truly, like, if you want a to feel as though you are at the game without being at the game, this is the spot to be. Yeah. yeah. Hit that like button for us on the way out. Thanks for hanging with us all week. Adios.
1: We all silly like the man.